life does not always go as planned. You may be on plan B, C, D, E, F, or G, and that's okay. Life can be beautiful and messy. It doesn't have to be perfect. After crying on my kitchen floor for nearly two years, when my first husband left, I found my plan B and a depth of resilience I didn't even know I had. I'm Beth Pass, life coach. Have you ever needed to really reinvent yourself? I redesigned my life by allowing my feelings, forgiving and accepting myself in the new reality, really surrendering, plus connecting with others. We don't have to do it alone. Reframing our negative thoughts and emotions and by not looking too far down the road. Now I have an incurable joy and zest for life. My favorite hashtag is what if it's better? (laughs) If you're looking for motivation and inspiration with other resilient, fun, successful midlife women, keep listening to the Pain to Power podcast. You'll meet amazing women who dropped being the victim and found victory. Listen in to create a spark in you to navigate this wild ride called life that comes with living full out. Hello, 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 everyone. I am so honored to have my friend, Jen Bonnickson. Did I say it right? (laughs) Yay. And we ride bikes together and have been college friends forever. And I love that you have been, Jen, such a presence in my Best Life Tribe Facebook community. You have shined your light. And that is what I have noticed so beautifully. And I want to shine the light on you as you start to change your world a bit. But first, let me read your bio. Mm -hmm. Jen's life has had a number of challenges along the way. Three open heart surgeries, two rounds of breast cancer, a divorce caused by infidelity with financial ruin to to follow, losing her career at 25 years in in the publishing business due to downsizing. It's like, Jen, you have had every experience, Earl. Yes. I, Jen has turned each of these challenges into purpose and passion. And that is why I invited her to be on the podcast today. Now you are mentoring women through cancer, divorce, and now health and life as a well-being. And I can't think of a better person to do that than someone like you who's lived it all. You. You've been a great inspiration for me. So thank you for that too. Absolutely. You are so human, and that is what I love about you. You are willing to share and be transparent so others can learn through you. And I think you learn to let others support you. Still, still learning that, aren't we all? Yeah. As we yeah. want to be like total control freaks. Following that one, yes. <laughs> what would you say all these different pains? have taught you? Um, what it's The first thing that comes to mind is perspective. Um, through each of the health obstacles that I've had, I was born with a heart defect. So I've always known being in the hospital, I had my first open heart surgery at six months old and 13. 
So for me, it was just my way of life. But as I got older and more crap just kept hitting me with each round of crap that hit me, um, it was just even more perspective about what's important in my life and to bring more patience and to be resilient. And when I say resilient is not just let it slide off of me, but feel it, go through it and make something out of it. So with my breast cancer and my divorce and other obstacles in my life, I have actually mentored a lot of women through breast cancer, through divorce, kind of the girlfriend's guide to both of those, which unfortunately nobody wants to go through it. And I always tell the women, especially in the breast cancer is you may not feel it now, but at one point you're going to be thankful that you got cancer because I do feel thankful that I've had these journeys because it's made me who I am. And it's brought so much into my life. It sucked along the way. I mean, chemo sucks. Divorce sucks. Filing bankruptcies because your husband, ex-husband spent everything. It sucks. But I am stronger now and I know it's important. And I've learned a lot of lessons along the way. So, yeah, I did find myself just recently saying I am grateful for being a caregiver for others with cancer because mm -hmm. I I real I was realizing what how our life had shifted because of it. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to utter those words. But I would agree, it is all crap. It is totally sucks. So that again is one of the parts of you that I think the world loves is your willingness to not be a Pollyanna, to not say, you know, oh, you know, I've learned so much through these trials and tribulations. I mean, you're just very believable. So Thank you for uh, being willing to share all of these things with us. thing about myself that I appreciate is I'm very authentic and I'm genuine. And what you see is what you get. And I can fit in with anybody, but I won't be fake when I fit in with people. So yeah, that is, that is your authenticity shining through. And you're unwilling to compromise yourself. You're unwilling to fake it till you make it. I actually hate that saying. I don't... Mm -hmm not great. And I used to be a lover of it and like, right. let's fake it till we make it. That was me just putting on a facade. And that's why I think I, that's what I was so attracted in you about is you were, there was no errors about you and you were always willing to share. Now, what do you suppose led to your willingness to that whole feel it and then make something of it? Because some people feel it and like set up camp there. They mm -hmm. feel it. And now they are the victim mm -hmm. to these wounds because you wouldn't have asked for any of those things. Many of them were done unto you by someone else or by a breakdown of your health. So mm -hmm. how did you not just set up camp there? That's only the best way I can think of right. to say it. I think part of that goes back to health issues all I know, because I was born with this health issue and I had to overcome things, right? And so I think that is kind of my basis of I'm used to being in the hospital. I'm used to being poked and prodded and things like that. But, but that was when I was a child, right? A teenager. As I got older, I chose, I could handle it three ways. One, I could be a victim, like you talked about. Two, I could just dig a hole and ignore it. Or three, I can just make the most of it, find my purpose and passion, and live my life 
because we only get one life. And with each of my health issues, I didn't know if I would have a life very long. So that brings a lot of perspective to you. Yeah. Yes. Again, one of the things that I think really works about you is that dropping victimhood. It feels like immediately to me, but I know there's that period in there that it's it's not, you're still feeling it and experiencing mm -hmm. it, and dealing with it. But you have your sights set on adventure, fun, play, like let's not take ourselves seriously. And you also have a huge way of the more the merrier, kind of mm -hmm. like let's bring everybody with you and not just not just succeed yourself or not just get out of the hole yourself, but like let's go team, you know, and you're creating team wherever you go. Yeah. So Tell us more about that. It's so funny that you said the more the merrier because I just did a post about my Facebook group and it was the more the merrier. So I love, I love, love, love to support other people. And I do a lot of volunteering. I volunteered with children at the shelter. I do a lot with the homeless, feeding the homeless. I've read with children. I love to support people that just need some grace and compassion and some support. And so through those volunteer hours, I receive so much more than what I give from that. And then in supporting women through breast cancer and divorce, and now my new venture as a well-being coach, I love to see women shine. And I am not in competition with them. I am not fearful that they will outshine me. I love to put a smile on people's faces and I love to share that. And that is a real passion I have. I am a collector of people. I love to make my networks bigger and I have different circles of friends and connections. And when those circles get together and everyone jives, it's just like heaven to me. It, you know, you have the right people when you can pull people together and they can all get along. So having a network of people supporting where I can support and they can support is just, it's so important to me. Yeah. And I feel like that's one of your keys to success is not looking down at your own feet for very long or your own heart literally, you know, or any of your ailments, your own breasts, you are eyes up, eyes out, mm -hmm. eyes looking for other people that are hurting and such a good connector. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm guessing one of your values in life is connection. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned briefly your Facebook group. I acknowledge you for being so powerful in my Facebook group. And I love that you are creating your own and uh, what what do you think the benefits are of people really connecting and supporting each other? I've certainly what I see in you is there's not there's a sometimes because I, I am this too. Mm -hmm. I want to put kind of everybody life support to me. You know, I'm like sticking them into me like I'll go to lunch with you. I'll go on a bike ride with you. Let's do this together. We can volunteer. And mm -hmm. then. I'm certain that I'm not going to have enough energy for everybody. So how do you handle that where there's just so much of you I'm guessing you're connecting people? I want to want to touch on that. Yeah. Um, one, when I connect with people to help guide them, like through their health issues, through their divorce, or even, you know, helping the homeless or kids or things like that, it gives me purpose. 
so gives my breast cancer and my heart and my divorce, it gives it purpose. So I love the purpose of that. And then the other person, purpose of connection, I love to have the more the merrier come along. Because when I find something that's fun and adventuresome or venturous, I don't even know if that's a word, I love to share it because if I'm having fun with it, I want others to know about it because we get one life, we get one trip on this world and I want to live it fully. And if I can help others have fun and live it fully and be real and be authentic, then that's a purpose for my life too. Not just helping in the bad crappy stuff, but let's have fun together too. Yeah. Well, I reinvention of self is what you have done so well. And I feel like uh, many of my clients and friends, we are at that age where we're yet again reinventing ourselves as many are looking at retirement or another career or, you know, it's almost like finding your passion in this chapter. There just keeps being new seasons and new chapters. Uh, How do you yeah, how do you not just get kind of tired of reinventing yourself? Because as I look at your list of health issues, your divorce, your elimination, like from your job, you know, you can get kind of cynical about these things as well. So I'm told often that I'm the strongest person that people know. And I wear that as a badge of honor, honor. But honestly, there's times I get tired of having to be so strong. I'd just like some peace and calm for once. I wouldn't want to have all this stuff happen to me. I mean, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but it happened to me and I can't ignore it and I can't change it. But what I can do is react to it and make the most out of it. I do get tired of, (laughs) oh, something else is coming. I won't lie. Yeah. Losing my job after 25 years in the publishing industry was the latest one. And uh, we were bought by a digital company. So magazines were being shut down and I was on the printing end of it. And I kind of knew the writing was on the wall that someday with with the level I was and the salary I was getting that it could come up. And I had actually inquired with HR a couple of months before it happened what our severance policy was um, because with this new company, And to walk into work and find out that you're leaving your job with an email that says, come to HR in an hour is a terrible feeling. And not knowing if you're going to get another paycheck was terrible. I took about a month after that happened. It took me about a month to get through the grieving of that because I went there for 25 years. So I did have a real grieving process. It took me a little bit to accept it. To worry about what the hell am I going to do now? Uh, And just figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. And uh, I met with you a couple of times and talked things out. And that was very helpful. One of the best things that you helped me with is figuring out what I want out of my life. What do I want out of my career? And where do they overlap? And what I want out of my life is connection. I want purpose. I want passion. I want flexibility. And I want creativity. love to be creative. And... So with talking with you and your suggestion of, have you ever thought about being a life coach and, and all of that, I, I'm like, gosh, you know, I've kind of been doing it in an informal way, but I really do this. And I did some research and I found a school that I really liked and making it happen. And I am, I call myself a wellness coach because I'm focusing on both 
health and life. But when we focus on the health, it's about body, mind, and spirit. It's not a diet. It's not an exercise. It's not about how to make your boobs look great, even though I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> um, but it's just more than just what you put in your mouth. It's what you put in your mind and what you put in your heart too. And that means a lot to me. And if it, if I don't have balance and joy in my life and in my career, I'm just, I don't feel yeah. I don't feel balanced. I don't feel me. I don't feel joy. And so I thought about that a lot. And the name of my company is Joyful Balance. And it's really interesting how often that comes up in conversations with people as I'm working with my health clients and in other groups that I'm doing that we all want joy and we all want balance. So it just seemed like a natural connection that just popped. And it's my initials, J and B. So how much better to that be? That's absolutely perfect. I want you to share how people can be connected to you and find your Facebook group. I will also put it in the show notes, but do you just want to share the best ways to connect? Yeah, absolutely. To connect with me, I'm working on my website, so I don't have that set yet because this is still pretty new to me, but I do have a Facebook page. It's Joyful Balance Wellbeing Coach is how you can connect with me through Facebook. Uh, my email address is jen, J-E-N, at joyfulbalancewellness.com. And my Facebook group started it in the middle of May, and we already have 685 members in there. And the, the Facebook group is Joyful Balance Circle. And it's been great. I've taken a lot of steps from what you've done with the Best Life Tribe, put my own little flair on it, and really just creating an environment where women can support and uplift each other and be real with each other. So I post a question every day that's a mindful thought of what they want to do. I find some type of inspirational quote goes with that. Started hosting events. We had our first meet and greet last night. I have a book club going through right now with a wonderful book uh, called Soul Shift. I'll show it to your readers. Yes, I want, I, I would love for you to share. Yes. Uh, just a little bit about that book because people yeah. come to me and people listening may say, I need a new title or inspire me with what you're reading. So please share. What, what are you reading, Jen? This book is Soul Shift and the, the sub headlines should say it all. The Weary Human's Guide to Getting Unstuck and Reclaiming Your Path to Joy. And that sums up my life. I'm trying not to be stuck with all these obstacles and I forever want to have joy in that. And it's written by Macy, Rachel Macy Stafford. It talks about different practices such as loving yourself, the practice of presence, self-forgiveness, letting go of perfection. Hello. Just, just great. It's written like the girlfriend's guide. She's speaking to me and every person in my book group says this is speaking to her in a different way so um it's just a fantastic book and I read three pages of it and I said this is a book club book so highly recommend this one The Little Shift by Rachel Stafford I love it yep. any other books that have just changed your life um back I did a book study with you for playing big and that was something that really got me started on improving myself I've had to work on some things with letting go of control. I'm a control freak. Um, I try to control others around me when I don't think things are going right. And I'm really letting go of that, working on acceptance. I have adult children that 
I have had to let go of how they do things, uh, which you very oh, yeah. is an issue. But playing big was the first step. I can be more to this life and I can live this life in a big, mean, meaningful way. Not meaning that I'm going to go scale mountains, which I kind of have. Not meaning that I'm going to be the CEO. Just meaning that in my life, how I choose I want to play, I can be big or I can be small and I choose to be big. Yeah. And I feel like that has been a key to success for some of your family members too. Like mm -hmm. again, when Jen joins something, she brings a tribe with her. Yes. The more the merrier. We're back to that. That's right. I feel like books have been a huge motivation for you. And many of you are just listening to this interview, but anybody who watches it on YouTube, Jen's office is filled with these great quotes. What do those mean to you? Um, it's just a constant one. I love the visual of the photographs in it. I do photography on the side also. So having those bright colored visuals, I'm looking at the ones in front of me. Always chase your dreams instead of running from your fears. She believed she could, so she did. Live in the sunshine, swim in the sea, drink the wild air. They're all just reminders of different aspects of how to live a joyful and meaningful life. Yeah. And one of the words that you said earlier that really caught my attention that I feel like does not get much limelight is balance. Mm -hmm. This balance. I also noticed in something I read of yours, you know, you and I make shit happen. I mean, we just do. But what has come with that is this sort of pushing. Mm -hmm. It's like pushing life mm -hmm. instead. Of, you know, I often will say like, it's like pushing a string, you know, and you can't push a string. Mm -hmm. So what do you, I know we're both in still always be a student mm -hmm. of life. So we're still figuring out balance but what is the you know to take the joyful out of it and just really focus on balance I would love to hear you speak into that what what's your journey been on that and where are you going with that right I mean as I raised four boys I didn't have a lot of balance back when they were little they were all in different sports we were running all over the place I didn't do a lot for me once the boys got older and out of the house it was a lot easier for me to find balance I could spend time with them or for them. I could be with my now husband of 10 years. I can be with my girlfriends, be with my family. I can have fun. I can have my career. And I want to do that so that one isn't totally overarching the other one. I want to, I want to be good and fulfilled in each of those areas. Now, that doesn't mean one isn't more important than the other, because obviously my family, my marriage, my boys, my family is the most important. But to me, to feel satisfied and successful and growing in each of those areas really is balance to me. Balance on my diet is I don't I don't diet. I try to live to an 80-20 rule. 80% I eat good, I'm trying to eat whole foods with less ingredients. And 20% I give myself grace. And I have a bowl of ice cream if I want. I'll go have be a beer. If you're depriving yourself joy and fun and foods that taste good and things that feel good, if you deprive yourself, you're going to quit. So, and that that's very much for me because once I set a goal, I'm going. 
I am very regimented in my goals. Oh, well, I know you are. Yeah, I did a three-day, 60-mile walk twice. I rode 100 miles in a day on my bike. I climbed mountains. I ran a half marathon. I'm very regimented in that, but I give myself that 20% to have some fun and have a beer and have some ice cream and do some things that are fun for me. So I am not an all-or-nothing person. Yeah. I also notice about your life, as you strive for even pushing yourself, there I go using the push Mm -hmm. word because it's so easy to come out of my mouth, is downsizing your life Mm -hmm. from stuff. Please motivate any listeners with either where you've been on this journey of upsizing your life and now where you're going on the downsizing, because honestly, we create a lot of our own, Mm -hmm. you know, just this overwhelmed feeling with stuff. Right. We have a lot of overwhelmed feeling with all of the thoughts and responsibilities and self-talk, whether it's positive or negative in our heads. We also create a lot by buying more stuff, by doing more things. And my husband and I, we have been in this home for nine years now, married for 10. We've built a beautiful home. We've remodeled it. And then we we bought a lake property about eight years ago that had a mobile home on it. And last year, we built a home on that property. And we love it. And it's very peaceful. It's only an hour from here. My parents live there. It's great. I pretty much lived there all of June. And you saw me in the Zoom meetings, doing my Zoom meetings and going to move the sprinkler as we were growing our grass every 10 minutes. And we really had the conversation of we are doing stuff half-assed at both homes. Having two homes is a lot of work. It's a lot of expense. Um, my husband is in a very stressful, demanding sales role, selling IT infrastructure. And I now am on a new career. Fortunately, I got a year severance from my former job. So that's helped me. But I'm taking a new career and I don't have a guaranteed income and I'm selling myself and I don't know what one month may be. So we really talked about it and said, how much simpler would it be if we went down to one home? We won't won't be driving back and forth. We won't have to rush home to one home to mow and clean. We don't have to pay two mortgages. We don't have to do all of this. And we can really get rid of a lot of this extra stuff and get it out of our vision and our minds and our worries. So we have decided our main home in Pleasant Hill, we are going to sell it. And by next spring, we're going to move to the lake full time. So Awesome. It's going to be fun to watch you peel away excess and the stress. It's going to be an inspiring journey to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the final word as we close. Mm-hmm. What would you say to your younger self? When we, I mean, I put myself in this category too, where it's kind of like, we're so much wiser now, Mm -hmm. I feel, because I'm guessing some of my listeners might be, you know, not, they haven't discovered the balance and the joy. They're not yet, their goal is thriving. And I see you thriving. So what advice would you say to a younger Jen or to someone who's just getting on this path? I guess just to Jen that's in her teenage years, I would say stop worrying about what everybody thinks about you and just be you in high school. High school is pretty rough. And uh, and I did worry about what people thought about me as I got a little bit older. I didn't really care as much. 
when I got into my 20s and 30s and I had kids, I let a lot of small shit really get to me. And I would lose energy for the big stuff that happens. So to my 20s and 30s, I would say, let go of the little shit so that you have the energy for when the big stuff really comes. To my 40s, I got divorced when I was 40 and I totally reinvented myself. And by reinventing myself, I put myself on top of the totem pole because for so many years, I wasn't even on the totem pole. It was everybody else. And I realized that if I don't take care of myself first, I won't be there to help support other people. So to to Jen in her 40s, keep putting yourself up there. And my 50s now, I'm 53. And my message to myself is simplify and do what brings you passion and joy and balance in your life. And I am trying to live up to that every day. Whoa, beautiful golden nuggets. Thank you, Jen, for sharing. And listeners, join Jen's Facebook group, Joyful Balance Circle. I love the word circle. I think that just keeps it spinning Mm -hmm. and growing. And thanks for listening to this podcast of the Pain to Power podcast. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Beth. So grateful you tuned in to another episode of Pain to Power podcast. Each month, I'm committed to bringing you juicy, raw, real life stories and shine a light on the women whose lives are often very messy and yet they dropped being a victim to their life circumstances and stood in victory in their thoughts and emotions. I love to inspire and motivate women to love their life. If you want to receive more inspiration, come play in my private Facebook group called Best Life Tribe for inspiration on the daily or join my email list for connections, strategies, and tips. Join at BethMottPass.com. I am a certified coach, trainer, and speaker. I lead inspiring private and small group workshops, resulting in authentic coaching in a vibrant community. I host personal and group retreats, as well as virtual gatherings designed to ignite your life and get you back to loving your life. Let's get social, connect with me on Facebook at Beth Pass Coach or Instagram at Beth Pass or on LinkedIn at Beth Pass.